I know you want to work smarter and not harder, feel more productive so you could have more time going out with the girls or just feeling fulfilled in your time off. Here are some atypical tips to staying productive and getting your tasks done more easily with more flow and less hustle. Hello, gorgeous. Welcome back to Align Your Day with Jay. Um, I just thought of that right now, but Jay says for Jenna, I'm Jenna Thanopoulos, your certified life coach. So excited to host you on another episode that I have for you today. And let's get into it. Before we get into it, we have our drink of choice. Today, it is Synergy Kombucha Guava Goddess because you're a goddess. I'm a goddess. We're all goddesses here. Took a little sip for luck. Uh, cheers to you and whatever you're drinking. Hope you're having a great day, night, or afternoon drive if you're listening to this at those times of at whatever time of day you're listening to it. But let's get into today's topic. So today we're going to talk about some atypical tips to staying productive so you could feel like you're getting your career and personal goals done, but you're not doing 50,000 things to try and accomplish them. Feeling like a chicken with the head cut off, trying to do so many things and then feeling like you're not moving the needle on what's really important for your goals, right? Because that leads you to feeling overburdened. It leads you to just being busy just to be busy without actually doing the um, the things that are going to actually move you forward while also still feeling nourished in yourself and feeling like you're not being overloaded uh, by your schedule and by life in general. And the first key is to measure what's working. And let me go into this a bit deeper, okay? I'm not sure exactly what the rule is called, but there's this great rule and I want to remind you of it. Usually 20% of the tasks that we do uh, yield 80% of the results. Okay. So I'll give you some examples. So like 20% of the clothes you wear or 20% of the clothes you have, you probably wear 80% of the time, right? There's probably 20%. You could probably cut your the things that you're doing down to what is most important and what yields the most results for you, okay? So think about this in relation, kind of do like a mini audit, my little CPA brain coming through, but you could do this as like a, a mini observation, right? If you're feeling super overloaded in your life right now, let's cut it down a little bit, okay? What are what are the things you're doing in, maybe say like a couple areas in your life or a couple, uh, couple like segmented priorities in your life, you know, that you want to move forward, that you feel are getting really overloaded on you, what are you doing on a daily basis in those? Okay. Maybe write down, like maybe have a week where you write down the tasks that you're doing. Maybe there's a specific project at, at work that's really been overloading you that you just cannot stand that you feel like you're doing so many different things for, and you can never just get your head above ground for it. Go ahead and take like the next week or so, or the next couple of days, write down each thing you do for it. Okay, write down each thing you do. And then at the end, reflect and ask yourself, okay, of those things, what things yielded me the most results? Okay, because usually you could cut down or cut out some of the fluff and really bring you to, okay, what is most impactful here? What drives the most results here? And you might think that there is not and that every single thing that you do is important and brings all these results but it probably doesn't. Our mind tends to think that because we're doing more, we're more in control and we're moving more things forward, but it's actually usually just out of out of a coping me mechanism to feel like if we're doing more, we're achieving more and we have more control, but it's not like that. Usually, like I said, 20% of the tasks or things that you do are yielding 80% of the results. So I ask you to do a little mini audit and see you know, what are those tasks that are really yielding the most results for you? I could even give it in terms of a workout example. Let's say you're, I don't know, it's probably really good to get clear on maybe what your workout goals are 
for like the next couple months, right? Maybe you want to just focus on losing weight. Um, maybe you want to focus on gaining, uh, like toning your, your, your thighs or your abs, right? Usually, and obviously work with a trainer. I'm not a personal trainer. I'm a, I'm a life coach, but I'm just giving you an example for this. Um, for me personally, I wanted to increase my strength in my, like I wanted to increase my strength in my abs and in my uh, thighs. So I, I did a couple exercises at the beginning of the year. Like I looked up a couple different ones and I did those for a couple weeks straight. And then I noticed, okay, this, these one or two exercises are actually bringing me the most results when I do those on a consistent basis. So I upped my lever and I did those a lot more and kind of did the other ones a bit less, right? You can either do it from like a two-pronged prong, two approach. You can do the, eight, the first approach where you kind of write down all the tasks that you're doing for the week and you kind of see which one's going to yield you the most results based on your observation for the week. Or you can choose, you know, two or three things in a certain area of life, whether that be workout, whether that be um, maybe when it comes to relations with friends, like you say, you know what, one of my friends has like really not been putting an effort. I'm going to try these next two weeks where I'm going to focus on myself and these couple other friends. And then from there, I can audit and kind of see uh, what's working or not in that friendship. So you can kind of do it in a two pronged approach, but I just encourage you to really be kind of like aware of like, okay. These are all the things I'm doing and these are the ones that are actually yielding me the most results. So that's the first one. And the second key to feeling more productive is to ask yourself, how are you approaching your tasks? I know this kind of, this kind of sounds silly, but the way, that, the way of being in which you approach your tasks, the attitude that you approach your tasks with can actually influence the ease of how the task is, can influence the amount of ideas you get when you're doing the task in order to make it faster or more enjoyable. And so it's really important that you, know, you get yourself in as much as you can an empowered or clear-minded state before you start maybe a big hard task. And I know it seems easier said than done, but it can be little switches that you do. It can be something you do in your morning routine that makes you feel really empowered. I have a free master your morning routine boot camp where I basically go over a bunch of different options for how to master and create your own morning routine, whether if you have 15 minutes or an hour. So be sure to download that. It's in the show notes below. But you can do something like that where you kind of look into, okay, what are a couple of things I can do in my morning to feel empowered, to feel zesty so that I can take on my tasks from a good feeling state? So that's one thing you can consider, right? Maybe you could have a couple anchors in your day and an anchor is just um, an item or it can be anything. It could be an item. It can be um, a site. It can be a song. It can be a quote, uh, just something that reminds you of a certain emotion and evokes that emotion within you. So it can kind of re-anchor that emotion in you and as you approach like your next task for the workday. So an anchor can be a song that really hypes you up if you're feeling like the workday is getting really draining and you need to just take a couple minutes, listen to a song, feel more empowered, and then come back to your task, right? So it could be a song. It could be a quote. It can be that friend who always gives you the reminder that you need. And so you just give them a quick FaceTime and be like, I need you right now. Um, just give me your smile or something like that, right? So an anchor can really be anything. So I encourage you to make a little list for yourself of a few anchors that you know work well for you that allow you to feel empowered and you can use them before or between your tasks throughout the day so you could actually bring your mind and body back into a calmer state. This is really imperative because this allows you to get out of a survival brain response and into more of a learning brain. 
when your mind and body are starting to get into a stress response, your brain is actually entering, like I said, a survival response, and it lowers your mind's ability to, to come up with new ideas. It lowers your mind's, your mind's ability to learn more things. So it's really imperative that you become a master of your nervous system and a master at bringing yourself back to a state of clarity, to a state of ease. Um, and that's something that I work directly with my clients with to become that master of your nervous system. So if you feel like things are just really overloaded for you right now, you don't even know where to begin to feel more calm, to feel more centered, you feel like work is just draining you or maybe there's um, friendships outside of work that are draining you or you just feel like you have this huge lug of things in your schedule that you just can't seem to pass, this is something I would work with with you on a deeper level in one-to-one -one coaching. So be sure to DM me for a free discovery call if you want me to help you kind of craft a plan for how we would go about decreasing that stress in your life, feeling more empowered, understanding your own stress responses, releasing any sort of emotions that could be keeping you stuck from years ago um, that you may not be realizing so you can really come at your life from a more empowered place. And so if you want that, be sure to DM me for a free 30-minute call. But I also encourage you, right, just to do those little things to kind of understand, ooh, okay, I'm I'm getting really, really in a stress state right now. I need to do one or two things in order to start to calm myself down. And if you want somewhere easy to start, you can always download my free five-day guide. And in this guide, I give you a step-by-step -step process that you can use to start to understand your own stress cues so you can really start to de-stress yourself and feel like each day you're gaining more knowledge for how to come back to a calmer state, how to approach your day with more clarity, I even give you little uh, hints for how to approach your money and the way you allocate your money in a smarter and more productive way so you're not people-pleasing and leaking your um, money to areas that you don't need to. So it's a really great guide. And so I also encourage you to download that guide. But like I said, it's really imperative that you ask yourself, how am I approaching my tasks for the day? Maybe even before you start your workday, I encourage you to a, check in with your inner child, okay? One thing you, one thing you can do is, is before you start your workday, visualize your younger self. Maybe a moment when you needed to be encouraged. Maybe a moment when, you know, you, you hadn't done the best on a math test or something and you just needed your parents to say, it's okay, I still love you, you're still worthy. Allow yourself to visualize maybe a moment where your inner child needed to hear something or a word of encouragement and sit there, visual, allow, allow that visual to come up for you. And then go ahead and actually tell your inner child that in real time. I know it sounds crazy, but this is an actual way to start to heal the relationship with yourself, the relationship with your inner child, and the relationship with that part of you that always feels the need for that external validation and never feels like they're really enough because your inner child is probably craving that love from you. So it's a great exercise to start your morning with. And you can do this in between your workday too. You know, maybe you finish off a Zoom call, you have five minutes, do an inner child check-in. What does little you need to hear today? What does five, eight-year-old you need to hear from you, right? I just had one this morning as I was coming down the stairs from, it was like a, it was like a, uh, like mid-morning. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go out for like a little bit of a walk. I was feeling like, okay, next thing, I gotta do the next thing, I gotta do the next thing. And I hadn't even acknowledged the hard task that I had just done for myself, which took literally three hours today, just me looking at Excel. So I was like, you know what, Jenna, before I even get into what I need to do next, I'm going to tell you, you did a great freaking job. You did an amazing job at doing your template today. So I'm going to give a little encouragement to you. I gave that to myself and I felt really empowered. And then you can approach your next, ta your next tasks 
from that empowered place. And I know you may not, you may not think like, how is this going to increase your productivity? What does this have to do with being productive? Like I said, being in that calmer, more empowered state, whether being from that inner child check-in, whether being just giving yourself time to de-stress through that song or through that anchor you had, those things allow you to, like I said, have more learning capacity in your brain. You're able to think of better ideas. You're able to access a flow state in a much easier way. And so you're able to be more productive because you're not going to be as distracted and your mind's not going to be wandering towards a thousand different uh, thought spirals as you're trying to finish a hard task. So I really encourage you to, to ask yourself, you know, how can you get yourself in a good feeling state as you approach your tasks for the day? It will allow them to flow much easier. You're going to get them done more smoothly and you'll be more productive and, and your workday easier because you've, you've given yourself that opportunity to be empowered before you start. So that's something. And one other thing I wanted to note is, you know how I mentioned that inner child check-in? Something else you can do before you start your workday is just ask yourself, how can I honor myself through my workday today? And it can look like little things. It can look like, okay, Jenna, I'm going to promise you that, you know, in the afternoon, I'm going to make you a little mocktail kombucha and you're going to listen to like a fun little song to get you more empowered during your mid-afternoon like slump, right? That could be something. Or you could tell yourself, you know what, I'm going to set up Set up like an appointment at the end of my day that will get me excited. Or you can tell yourself, you know what, I'm going to give myself three words of encouragement throughout my day um, that I'm going to I'm going to use like every couple hours when I'm feeling like um, not as motivated. Little things like that, you know, ask yourself and you'll be surprised when you actually take the time to ask yourself these key questions. You come up with the answers on your own that are unique to you. I can give you suggestions. I can give you ideas. But as a coach, it's actually more of my job to ask the questions that will open you up to your own answers. That's 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 really the basis of coaching. It's not about giving advice. That's mentorship. Coaching is about understanding how to ask your clients the right questions so they could really find the answers themselves. And so I ask you that key question, how can you honor yourself through your workday today? And ask and answer it honestly and follow through with it. Next key to being more productive, and I know that this sounds, is a very basic one, but this actually really translates well to productivity and it's knowing your why. It's coming back to the bigger picture of things when you're in a really annoying task. And I know you may hear this a lot, but I don't know if you maybe have heard this in relation to being more productive. Knowing your why allows you to be more productive because it brings you from that lack of motivation to that disciplined state. You're not, you, you know this, right? Motivation is going to get us so far. It's the discipline. It's the discipline that is going to allow you to follow through on the tasks when they're not so easy, when it's not so glamorous, when you're not feeling super fun, having a little iced coffee, doing your work and feeling really good. That discipline is what's going to allow you to move through when, when things are not as glamorous and not as fun, right? So, and what can really anchor you back from motivation into discipline is, going, is coming back into the bigger picture. I do this a lot because a lot of my work is, especially right now at the Love Line app, a lot of my work is very detail-oriented. I'm, I'm in the weeds. I'm doing the detailed like account analysis, account comparison. I'm an accounting consultant right now in case any of you are curious, but a lot of my work is very detail-oriented. So I'm in the weeds. I'm doing the actual comparison. I'm doing the actual number analysis. 
and I'm not as much in the bigger picture of things in my projects where I'm not as much in like, oh my gosh, this is actually helping this huge investment company like shift the way that they're you know, presenting their financial statements or whatever the case may be, right? I'm in more of the weeds. And so I need to bring myself back to this task is such a bitch. It's so annoying, but what's my right? What is my why right now? Am I choosing this and why? And I need to ask myself this when things get difficult, right? So if you have a hard work task you're trying to get through, if things are just uh, not feeling you know, ideal, whether it could be in a workout, it could be, it could even be in a relationship, right? Sometimes there's going to be times in your relationship and your partnership where you're not feeling super lovey-dovey, when you're not feeling like it's all, you know, roses and butterflies and sexy and fun, right? And you're going to, you're going to need to come back to why am I in this? Am I still choosing this person? Am I still choosing this relationship and why? You need to anchor back into that. And then you show up um, from that place to, you know, maybe heal a dispute you and your partner have been having, or you could do this in a friendship or whatever else, right? But you need to kind of ask those deeper questions of, you know, why am I doing this? Am I choosing this? Why am I choosing this? And then it allows you to kind of shift into that discipline and allows you to follow through, right? And discipline is what's needed in order to keep you productive because productivity is really about getting what needs to get done in the time it needs to get done. And so you'll be able to do that if you're feeling the discipline to follow through even when tasks are annoying. So I love coming back to my why and tagging that on to being um, to my productivity routine because you can give someone a thousand hacks for how to, you know, save time doing this and use these shortcuts and X, Y, Z. But at the end of the day, we're still human. We're going to have those human responses that are going to want to come in. Those thoughts that are going to want to come in of like, oh, why am I doing this? Should I even do this? Like, do I need to do this hack right now? Like, I don't want to do this hack, right? But you need to come back to the why. You need to come back to that empowered state and then you move forward, right? Not always easy, easier said than done. But like I said, these are little nuggets you can start to implement. Um, even if just one thing resonates, I hope that it's helpful for you. My next key to be more productive is actually a little bit counterintuitive, but it's learning to not control and find more flow. And what I mean by this is, you know, if you're that person where if one little thing gets canceled in your calendar, you freak out and it's like a huge thing to your to your nervous system, to your sense of ease for the day. That's something that I really encourage you to work with and to work on. That's something I work with my coaching clients. It probably has something to do with um, feeling out of control when you were younger, felt really unsafe. And so you need to practice feeling more safe in your body when it comes to feeling um, you know, out of control, when it comes to letting others hold you and support you. Maybe it doesn't feel safe for others to support you or to hold you. So those are things we would work on. Um, and, and coaching one-to-one -one deeper, but something I encourage you to start to do is to ask yourself, okay, how can I find more flow and start to let go when things that are out of my control shift around? And that's really, really key to being more productive because I cannot tell you how many times when I've started to implement this more and more, especially in the past couple of years, usually when things you know that are out of control, out of your control get shifted, it's always, it's almost always for the better. And it's almost always going to yield you. You're going to understand why it happened. Like after the fact, it may not feel good in the moment. It may not feel amazing in the moment, but maybe a while after two weeks after two months, two years after you'll realize why that switch that was out of your control happened. And it's really important for you to feel more comfortable in things shifting and flowing a little bit and kind of releasing the reins when you can on the on your schedule because then it allows things to flow and to fit into your schedule in a really natural order. Like, you know, maybe you think about it like think about a time maybe when you had to get this one random little house like administrative thing done. 
um, but you didn't book time for it, but some other like appointment ends up getting switched. And so you actually had the time to run to the store and get that, that house thing that you needed at the exact time you needed it, right? Little things like that can actually happen a lot more when you're in more of that flow state, when you trust that when some things are not working out and things wanting to shift in your calendar shift, you need to come back to, okay, this is okay. This is just a natural shift. Just like the tides have to shift in the water a little bit. This is a natural shift. I can let it go a little bit. And then you'll see, you'll see in the future how this will um, allow you to feel more empowered and in flow. And this is a great way to get in touch with your feminine energy to feel more magnetic in your day is to trust that when things out of your control start to shift around, maybe, maybe like you have a couple meetings that get canceled, right? And it was out of your control for the day. And you really want to have those meetings. You, you got to surrender to it. You got to learn how to surrender to it, how to get your mind and body into a more calm state when that happens. Maybe give yourself some reassurance if you needed some reassurance and then move forward. Because almost always when that natural shifting occurs, it allows something something better to flow into your schedule because you're not forcing and trying to control everything. And last key to how to be productive is I cannot recommend this enough. Um, and I encourage you to do your own research for this, but I've just been plugging this in my videos and in my content because I really, uh, I'm really passionate about this and I feel like this has really changed the game for me, but it's being in touch and learning the different phases of your cycle, of your menstrual cycle, okay? Because at different phases, we're at different ener energy levels. Obviously, we have different hormonal profiles at different levels of our cycle, and it actually allows us to be better at certain things. So for example, when you follow the natural flow of your cycle, you're actually able to be super productive because you're utilizing the strengths that you have at certain time periods of your cycle. And it'll, it allows you to work together and not have that like burnout where it's your period, but you're pushing yourself to do 50,000 things. And then you're mad at yourself. And then you're like, you know, being pissed off because you're not gonna get things done. Being in flow with your cycle allows you to be in flow with the natural rhythm of your energy levels and you're going to be able to get things done in a more productive way because you're utilizing your strengths. A great book to get in touch with this, I'm not even sponsored, but it's in the flow. Highly recommend. Do your research about what's key to do at different parts of your period cycle, how to be productive using your cycle. Look those up. Great, great resources. And I just plug this at the end of my content so that you can really start to utilize this in um, your day-to-day -day life. I can give you some highlights right now. So for example, when you're in your actual, when you're having your actual period, right? That's the start of your cycle. When you're having your period, that's a great time to implement more reflection in your, in your life. You're probably gonna be less motivated to go out. You're probably gonna be less motivated to really push yourself to get a lot of work tasks done, but this is a great time to reflect. So this can be a great time to do what I had said at the beginning of this video, to reflect on, okay, what tasks actually push me forward and yield the results I want? What have I been doing in the last few weeks and what has been my result from those things? What do I feel like is working in my life and what feels like it's causing a lot of tension and stress? What has energized me in the last couple weeks and where have I felt really drained? Great questions to start to ask yourself so that when you're out of your period, you can shift some of the tasks that you're managing, that you're um, scheduling into a more productive uh, fashion because you understand, like I said, 
based on your reflections, what's working, what's not, what tasks are yielding you the most results, which ones aren't. Secondly, you're gonna enter, after your period phase, you're gonna enter your follicular phase. And so this is the phase where you're gonna start to get usually a lot of ideas, you're gonna start to feel more energized. These are great ways, these, this is a great time in your cycle to um, increase like your intensity of your workouts a little bit in order to feel like more uh, energized at work. Great time to set up some morning workouts so you can really feel energized before your work day. Um, great way to just bounce ideas off of coworkers. If you feel like you're not sure of what to do with like uh, maybe your next steps in your career, you want more advice, you want to bounce ideas off people during your follicular phase, great time to kind of bounce ideas, uh, converse with others. Maybe if you have like, I don't know, uh, like a part of your project that requires, um, requires like you and your teammates to come up with new ideas kind of see if, if it's up to your scheduling, see if you could schedule it when you're in your follicular phase. You're gonna have more, you're gonna have more um, like capacity in your brain to think of ideas, bounce that off. So that's a great time there. Right? Then you're gonna enter your ovulation phase, which will probably last like a day or so, depending on if you ovulate like twice. But basically your ovulation phase, great time to go out, right? Go out, sign up for your, your co-working happy hours, sign up for Sign up for a date, lol. If you have a date, plan your dates around your ovulation time, right? Um, do work presentations. See if you can schedule your coffee chats with people during your ovulation days. You're gonna feel so much more energized, so much more like outgoing and fun, right? And then lastly, you're gonna be in your luteal phase. This usually lasts for like 10 to 14 days. So during your luteal phase, it's a great time to just execute and follow through on those more longer tasks. You're gonna have more capacity. I don't know what, there's like this part, I don't know the exact like word for it, but you're, because of your hormonal profile, it's easier for you to think like logically and to think through like more intense tasks basically. So this is a, t a great time for following through on work tasks that you pushed off for a while, executing, finishing those detailed minute things that are annoying. That's a great time to schedule like uh, execution, finishing those tasks. And then you're gonna start again with your period, you're gonna reflect and go back in that cycle. But following your cycle is a great way as a woman to feel empowered, to feel um, like you're, that you're staying in touch with your inner nature, your inner natural rhythm within you. And it also allows you to be productive because like I said, you're following your own energy flow. So that's just something I wanted to put at the end here to uh, give you some last minute nuggets. But I hope this was helpful. Like I said, if you want to talk further about really how to um, craft your own schedule, be productive and feel like you're really owning your day and being the boss of your day, even when you're not the boss at work, then this is a great way to schedule a free 30 minute call with me. One-to-one uh, -one coaching you can see if it's right for you. If you want any freebies, go ahead and download the freebies below. Please subscribe to the YouTube if this has been helpful for you. Uh, leave me a review on the podcast if you enjoyed this. I really hope this is helpful. Um, and maybe you could take one or two nuggets away in order to feel more empowered and productive in your work days. So I'll talk to you so soon, babe. Cheers to you. A little kombucha cheers. Um, and with that, I hope you have an aligned day, night, afternoon. And I'll see you so soon. Bye.